All right, we're live. Welcome to the third rail. I am Omar. I would like to thank the last guest I had was uh, William Cooper, who is a, a journalist and a, a major journalist in the United States. But today I have a special guest. Um, he's a, a successful businessman in marketing, graduated out of Stanford University. It's part Duke, of the, Duke it's, University. Duke University. I'm sorry. That's one of the best. Yes, I, I read it before I was, I was reading your bio. And he has, I think, a podcast. Uh, I don't know what he's going to Work from home show. Uh, home show. And then we're going to talk about it and see what he has to say. We're going to deal with his politics a little, you know, on the right side. Then we're going to have a little debate and a little of a, a conversation. Welcome to the podcast, um, Narish Visa, right? Is that how I pronounce it? Narish Visa. It's a pleasure, Omar. Thanks for inviting me on the show. And I'm always up for a good debate because we live in a society today where yeah you can't have you're just not allowed to have a debate you're not allowed to and i think it's very sad i, I agree with you you see uh though i'm you know i'm liberal i'm gonna be honest with you i'm liberal sort of center but i disagree with this deplatforming and, and canceling people oh some idiot some said something 20 years ago when he was fucking 18 years old <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden he loses you know you, you can't you can't make people lose their, their livelihood i could understand if you want to uh censor them or, or but when you start taking people's livelihood, you are uh, that, that's that's too much. It's you know, all, have- I'll say this: um, you, you in your intro, you said I'm you know somewhat on the right, but I'm actually a classical liberal, and right. I call myself a, a. If if this was the year 2000, I would be a moderate Democrat. But it's really what you said: the wokeness. I am anti woke. I am federally liberal, fiscally liberal, monetarily liberal, socially liberal. But when it comes to the woke culture, I am completely 100% against that. And I think society taking offense to anything and everything, that's what really irritates me. And that's what irritates me most about the left. And I've been labeled someone who who isn't really in the middle, in the center. I've been labeled a right-wing extremist because I don't agree with with the whole woke movement. In fact, woke is offensive to them. They they say it's it's very racist to use that term. It's very yeah. offensive to use that term. Well, you have to understand these people are are just a noise on Twitter. They're not they're not real humans. I think you know they they're not they they don't represent the 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 majority of Americans. Everybody's disgusted by it. That's why our cancel culture is going to go away soon because they can't cancel anybody no more. And these people, just, they make a lot of noise on Twitter, they, 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 they hashtag, and you think there are a lot of people, they're not. They're just a small, it's like on the right, you have that fringe of real extreme on the right. that the People talks. on January 6th, those it, were, those yeah, were very the, small. Oh, what do you call the, the, the brothers? I don't know, Proud Brothers, or, I don't know what they call them, uh, these people. And, and I, these people are not real. But the, the only thing I have an issue is when you, you know, they have a saying, I'm from Arabia, Arabic. It's better to cut a man's neck, neck than to take his livelihood away. You better kill him instead of, you can't just cancel people and throw them in the forest of cancel culture and they can't work no more. That, that doesn't make no sense. Can we agree on that? But it, it's not just about people anymore, yeah. Omar. It's now about canceling subjects, canceling right. math, canceling English grammar. Rutgers University got rid of their introductory grammar courses because Black Lives Matter and the black students said grammar was racist against them. It's about canceling honors math classes. It's about uh, canceling a lot of history, really. 
and and deciding, hey, you know what? We're just not going to teach this part of history because it's too offensive. Right. That all of that again, it's not about canceling just people. Now it's canceling literally everything that we consume. They want to. They want to cancel oil. They want to cancel non-renewable energy. They want to cancel. Uh, anything that's the color white, anything that's the color black. I mean, words, you know, the word blacklist, the word master bedroom, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Even gender, gender now is 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 canceled. And you have young. Look, I'm a, I'm, I'm worried about the, the young, young Gen Z and younger generation because this is what they're growing up in. And they are taking offense to everything and losing sight of what's most important in life. I'll tell you what's most important in life. Health family those are the two most important things right. in life health family then comes your wealth okay not right. canceling math or or tearing down some statue that nobody's ever heard of of some man from 300 years ago yeah that that's not what's important and they take a lot of satisfaction in canceling such things or in accomplishing such things Okay, I, I agree with you on uh, most of what you, what you just said, but there are certain things like the the, the statue of Robert Lee. Uh, uh, I know you you was born in the South, right? You're a Texan, right? And that's why that, right? You're, you're a Texan, Texas. yeah. I'm a Texan. For Houston, it's a big it's a big Indian community, I think, in Houston, right? It's a huge Indian community, uh, actually the largest concentration of Indians. Yeah. Uh, but I live in Florida now, the the state of yeah. freedom. Yeah, you see, the issue here is. Um, these people were a part of a, a time in our history where they were on the wrong side of history, where they were for slavery. Uh, black Americans are very sensitive to that. For example, let's say if they had in Germany Hitler's, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, statue, wouldn't that be offensive to, to Jews and people of that nature? I don't even think uh, statues mean a lot. I mean, they, they, they don't. The, the majority of these statues were, were, were erected not after the Civil War, in the 1920s when the KKK became strong. The 1900s was already 60 years after the Civil War, so there was no need to. So we could get rid of those. I mean, to make people feel at home, because Black people uh, see that. Now, I, I wanted to ask you now: How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself a person of color, or you see? A, I mean, how do you see yourself? Where, where, where do you categorize yourself? Uh, yeah, I am a person of color. Just look at the color of my skin. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not white, so yes, I am a person of color. But with that being said. When I look at you, when I look at my plumber, when I look at my colleagues, the people who work for me, I don't see color. I just look for somebody who can do the job or if even my friends, somebody who can be a good friend or make me happy or keep me entertained or whatnot. That's how I view people. But yes, at the end of the day, I am an Indian. Like you mentioned, I did marry an Indian. That was a priority for me, not necessarily because of the culture, but look, marriage is hard. And, and, and so it's hard enough as is. So you have two completely different cultures. That just makes it even harder. So can we, uh, me and you agree that, uh, African-American, um, had a rough start in this country. I mean, 400 years of slavery, not like me and you, we came to countries there. You was born here. You came to a country that's ready. You did not fit your, your family did not face the same uh, systemic racism or state racism or slavery. I mean. So I, I will say this. Yes, absolutely. African-Americans uh, had it hard. They were by and large slaves going back centuries and centuries. But with that being said, Look, there's a very in India, we have a caste system. It's still around today, unfortunately. Right. And uh, and going back to when the British ruled, 
India and I mean the British had an empire. We had slaves too in India who were Indians and they would be transported out of India. If you were part of the lower caste, you were transported out of India and taken to Africa or the West Indies or the Fiji, Fiji or the islands as they call it. So there are slaves uh, from, from India as well. And they've immigrated here to the United States with nothing. And their children have done extremely well. We Indians have the highest median income in the country at close to $130,000 household annually. I'm gonna be honest with you. Most of my doctors are Indian. I'm not making it up. My my, uh, my uh, physician is uh, well. They have an English name, Doctor Matthew. I call him. I think they're Christians. Christian. And yep. My immunologist. Almost everybody. Not you know that's good. I mean they're very successful and, and that's great for them. You know. And but, uh, but but once again I'll say we don't come from privilege because we were immigrants coming yeah. here too. And look, there there are some immigrants who came here because their parents came here to become doctors or came here to become engineers or IT professionals, yeah. or they went to graduate school on scholarship here. But there are many, many, many Indians, many Indians. If you've heard of uh, the last name, for example, Patel, which is one of the most popular Indian last names, many of them were, fr- were transported out of India to Africa Right. to essentially be farmers and laborers under the British Empire. And then yeah. they came here to the United States with very little education. And what did they end up doing? They started motel, mo- close to 50% of all motels in this country are owned by Patels. Um, yeah. and, and then what did their children do? They either take over the business and make it bigger, or they become doctors or pharmacists or engineers or whatever it might be. So. Know. I don't want to give anyone a free pass and just say, hey, you had it rough and therefore uh, we need to apologize for 200, 300, whatever it is, years of history. I think it's a mindset of, and look, I have many African-American clients and my one of my clients hates it. He's, he's, he's from a very rough part in North Carolina, former police officer, very successful businessman, and he hates it when people say, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry about your ancestors. We need to give you free money. We need to give you all this lending and this and that. He said, I made it on my own. I don't need any money. I don't need a handout. I, I, I'm, I'm fine just by, you know, going to school, getting my education, being entrepreneurial. I don't need any pity party or sympathy. And that's how a lot of immigrants who move here, that, that's how it is. Yeah, you said the Patel They have a lot of supermarkets in New York. I'm from New York. All around, all around the, the yeah. all around the world. All around the world, yeah. Um, so uh, the Indian community, are they uh, mostly conservative, Republican? Or no, so I'll, I'll give you some stats. In 2008, um, over 88% of Indian Americans voted for Barack Obama. In 2020, uh. 2020, around 30% of Indian Americans so that means, let's just say, around 70% of Indian Americans voted for Joe Biden. So he right. lost a lot. Of, the Democrats lost a lot of support uh, between 2008 and 2020. And there are a variety of reasons for that. Indians are becoming more conservative because of Prime Minister Modi and also because of Trump's foreign policy, uh, which is very pro-India. I know, but uh, I don't know if you want to talk about about Modi, you want to talk about him, uh, Prime Minister? I think uh, I think he's a racist. What do you think? Uh, I mean, look, one thing about the term racist, I, I don't even I don't even a, know what it means anymore. I, I don't know what what, what I, it means. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. 
Uh, India is a multicultural society, the biggest democracy in the world. That's what we learned when I was in uh, junior high school. They said the biggest democracy in the world is India. That's what I used to hear when I was a kid over there. Now you have a prime minister who's part of a nationalist party in India that seems to, that seems to ignore that you have 200 million Muslims that are part of the Indian uh, uh, fabric society. And when you start to isolate those people, it's going to cause you a problem. And you're, you're going to suffer economically. Your country's going to, stability is going to be on the line. You need to, to group these people together so you can produce. You are 1.4 I mean, uh, billion uh, people, right? Yeah, we're at 1.4 billion people. Yeah, but do, you, do, you, do you really need our politics of the past? Uh, are we superior? You're not superior. We're better than you. Does India really need that? Well, look, it's it's politics, right? Prime Minister yeah. Modi in the recent election had the biggest landslide of any prime minister in Indian history. So yeah. uh, the, the, the idea, the, the politics behind, I mean, you can have your own moral reasoning for things, yeah. but yeah. the politics behind it is, look, India is a Hindu nation and I'm going to stand up for Hinduism. And, yeah. and he's, he's done that. He, whether you agree with it or not, he has done that and he has he has garnered so much support to the point that he's never, they don't have term limits in India, unlike the United States where yeah, yeah. they can only serve two terms. He's never going to lose an election because he, he won by such a big landslide that uh, uh, he, he's he, there. He said you're going to stand up for Hinduism. The political power is in the hand of Hindus because they are the majority. So you are the ruling people in that country. So you owe it. To the, to the minority that they should be feel protected their property and their lives because you're not why are you threatened by your own minority uh, you know I, i'm sorry to go there but a lot of people had told me to go there i said this guy's a businessman that's fine, that's fine. You know? so, yeah uh, I, I i get it I, I completely get what you're saying completely get it because that's what yeah. would make sense logically yeah. but politically that's just india has been waiting for a nationalist like prime minister modi and so that's why he he did extremely well. And that's why he gets the support that he gets amongst Indians all around the world. I mean, the love for that man. Yes, there are a lot of hate. Don't get me right. You're a big politician, no matter what country, you're going to have haters. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the love for that man is unprecedented in Indian history, unprecedented in really most uh, in most countries. Because he stokes the fear of the majority towards the minority. That's what he's doing. He's the same thing that other uh, nationalist leaders do, like in Arabia, like Nasser and Egypt, like all these guys. When they try to sell you a product of nationalism, it only ends up in a, in a, in a tragedy in the end or tragic uh, outcomes. You, you're right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 200 million, you deal with 200. China has uplifted 300 million people from poverty. While you guys are debating Hinduism and Islamism, uh, on the other side of the border. Do you understand? Okay, you, you should keep yourself busy with uh, building the economy, uh, economic uh, uh, prosperity, instead of getting yourself in this uh, uh, in this quicksand. Because once you get into that uh, cycle of violence, you're not going to come out, out of it. You understand what I'm trying to say here? I do, and I, I don't disagree with what you're saying yeah. at all. So, but I mean, you say that he's a, he is not the best for India. India needs a stable leader who who is the prime minister of everybody. The low caste, the, the I don't know the the Muslims, the non-Muslim, the the animists, whatever. Because India should be better than what it is right now. Because all the brain, the drain brain is here. You, if you go to Silicon Valley, it's all Indians. The CEOs, the the the, the engineers, the from A to Z. I mean, the Silicon Valley you could say is a little India. I mean, if they want to really get, a, but 
that success is being drained away from the mother country. Because uh, you understand what I'm saying here? I'm trying to tell you that the politics of Modi is destructive in the end. Nationalism only leads to destruction, whether the United States, Germany, Arabia, whatever you want to go. Because once you uh, stoke that fear and you keep on winning election on the idea that, oh, those evil people, I got to protect you. What are you going to protect it from what? From their own citizens? These are Indians in every They're Indians. Well, look, it's important to understand the history of India. And, and I don't, I don't want to get too much into this topic because I know we have a lot yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. important to understand um, the history of India and how India was ripe for separation. So India, Pakistan, Bangladesh all used to be one country. And right. then when the partition of India, when India gained independence from the British and the partition happened, yeah. uh, Mahatma Gandhi, by the way, talking about cancel culture, it's one yeah. thing to talk about Robert E. Lee. It's another thing when you're seeing Mahatma Gandhi statues being defaced and removed, yeah, Abraham yeah. Lincoln statues being defaced and removed. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, yeah. But but in the case of Gandhi, he wanted like what you wanted. He wanted a unified India for everybody, Hindus, Muslims, Christians, yeah, 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 yeah. everybody. But there was already so much tension. And look, the fact of the matter yeah. is... Unlike the United States, we don't see religious warfare going on in the United States. I mean, there might be a one-off incident here and there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but in India, this was a regular occurrence. This Hindus versus Muslim fighting, regular. Right, there was already essentially a civil war within India, and people had to live through that. I mean, my grandmother is still alive today, and she lived through that as a child and saw it and. And, and then what do you do? You tell your children, this is what happened. This is what they did to us. And that gets passed down. And that now we're talking about emotion. We're not talking about logic. Yeah, we're but I mean, about- you, should ha- you should have an animosity against a, a, an empire that, that raped them and stole everything. Absolutely. I and agree. That, there should be more animosity. Yeah, than yeah but England, not these people who in 1947 were partial. It was a tragedy. A lot of people died on both sides. It's okay that... But what are you going to do with the 200 million who are now living in India? You want to portion them too? Or what are you going to send them? Well, the, the entire reason why Pakistan was created, is, yeah. it was, hey, you know what? We're going to create another India that's for Muslims. So if, you if you're Muslim, you, you, get this, you get this land. Here, here is this big country. I mean, relatively big for yeah. Asian. So you're going to ethnically cleanse uh, Indians to Pakistan? Is that what you're saying? Well, that, that's why it was created. That, that, that's why it, it was created. And then and then Pakistan had its own civil war. And yeah. and then yeah. Bangladesh yeah. split off from it. And, and you guys helped, you helped out by cutting it off. The Indian attack in 1973, I think, right? Yeah. You know your stuff, man. You know your stuff. I, I know. I know the Al-Haq. I know the history of India. But I, I see the danger. You see, I, I'm an optimist person by, by nature. Uh, uh, I think India has the opportunity to become uh, 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 an economic powerhouse in the, in the next 20, 30 years or 40 years. And it's better. It is a big powerhouse right now. It no, already is. It should yeah. be better than China. China doesn't have any democracy. They have no elections. You guys have, the, you see, democracies are sloppy. You know, they're sloppy when elections happen, but they have a way of, of, of redoing things or recorrecting uh, wrongs, maybe 10 years, 20 years. There's a, they, they, there's a process to it. You understand? But in China, you have this guy for life. Whatever he does, he does fuck it. You understand? Excuse my language. You understand? Anyway, okay. uh, I, I'm surprised that you want to ethnically cleanse 200 million uh, uh, Indian Muslims. How about the Sikhs? They're not Hindus, right? No, they're Sikhs. They're, they're part of... Uh, how, come they're, how come they're acceptable more than the Muslims? 
Because the Hindus and Muslims, so the Sikhs and Muslims have been fighting for decades and decades. How, too. how can you accept them as a Hindu? How can I accept the Sikhs? How come you guys are not don't have issue with the Sikhs are closer to Muslim? It's a mix of Islam, whatever their religion is. Yeah, so so a couple of things. Me personally, I'm accepting of everybody. It doesn't matter. I'm American. Uh, but but when it comes to India, yeah. there, so going back to the, the warfare, the fighting, the terrorist attack, these aren't carried out by six. They are not. You don't see six going on trains and uh, hijacking five-star hotels and resorts and holding people hostage. In fact, they're overall a quite peaceful, peaceful religion. They, they actually, they're essentially... Not I atheists, but they believe in they don't believe in idol worship, they, and they, they have a lot of. Uh, they control the military in India. They, they have the, the guns. You guys they have the, you, you guys have the political power. They got the guns. I'm not of back about five years ago. I think the army started moving toward New Delhi, and people got nervous. I don't know who that guy was, the the, the general, and it was all over the news. Uh, you know, I don't want to go back there. Let's go. Let's move to our country here. Yep. So, uh, I saw you in a video. You said that. Um, that the United States is in a civil war. I mean, are you addicted to civil war? Do you want in India? Do you want in the United States? What's going on here? I mean, uh, wait, how, how do you see that? Do you, well, I, I don't see that, but how do you see that if we are already in a civil war? Well, a couple of things. Number one is when I say civil war, I don't mean what we had in the 1860s where people right. took out their guns and started shooting each other and it was a North versus a South. What I'm saying is, uh, there is a metaphorical civil war in the sense of people have stopped talking to each other. We're supposed to be the United States, and now we are the disunited states. And that's what I might, what I mean by the civil war. Now, instead of coming together as Americans and appreciating each other, hold on one second. Take your time. Don't worry about it. It's not right on CNN. You can do whatever you want. So, so what's happened is. People, they want the other side to fail. So Trump gets elected president and the other side, uh, this goes beyond Trump. This was as early as I started following politics, which was when Bill Clinton was president. So this sham of an impeachment that the Republicans threw on Bill Clinton in the late 1990s, it was just very clearly, it was, hey, we got an election coming up. We need to make the Democrats just look really bad and like they don't have their shit together. Excuse my my French. Um, And then we had Bush come in and the left just wanted him to fail in every way possible. Then you had Obama come in. And I worked in a in, in an industry. And by the way, I'm going to be walking to uh, an, another room. Don't worry, do whatever you want. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, so what yeah. happened? What happened with with Bush, or sorry, with Obama, is that uh, you had the right, and I worked in an industry yeah. that profited off President Obama and how let's just let's just say how bad a president he was and what he was doing to destroy the country. And, okay. and now once you're profiting off of politics and saying, this guy is destroying the country, this guy's a racist, this person's a communist, what are you going to call it? What are you going to create? You're going to create division. You're going to create division. And social media has amplified this division across the country to the point, the culmination of it all was what we saw in 2020 with all the BLM protests, buildings burning down over $2 billion worth of damage. They, they even estimated it could be as much as $3 billion worth of damage. And then, of course, the, the pinnacle of it all was January 6th, what happened on Capitol Hill. And social media 
is absolutely, uh, I think, to, to blame for, for all this and the mainstream news media as well, because they need a profit too. So that's what I mean by a civil war. It's this idea, the, the traditional definition of being an American is you believe this, I believe that we have completely different views, but we're going to come together and we're going to be Americans and unite as one. We don't have that anymore. Now it's whoever's in office, the other side hates them, and they literally want that other person dead. That, that's that's what it's come to. I, I can tell you the politics is the politicians the politicians the politicians are arguing right now. But the United States always had that. The sixties you had the the the, the flower the drunk the LSD the rebellion against uh, 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 the adults. You know, in the nineteen sixty uh, and stuff. The seventies you had the women's rights movement, the gay movement. You have all this. We always go through the uh, turbulence as a country, the United States. But we usually find uh, an anchor and we settle on it. What we're going right now through is a cultural war. A cultural war, the left, they always win the, the war. The cultural war is always won by the left. I, I can tell you why. Not because they're right. Because when you have two people telling you you could do whatever you want, and the other said, no, you can't do everything you want. The guy who's giving you all the, you're going to go with the guy who told you do whatever the fuck you want. You understand? So right now, it's our political parties that are, uh, 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 are causing all this tribalism. You understand what I'm saying? So everybody is a tribe. Every, we, are, we have become tribes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Instead of a political uh, 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 debate, policies, the Republican Party in 2020, they didn't have a platform in their presidency. The platform, was the name was Donald Trump. You understand? The, the national, the, the, every every four years, they usually have a platform. We're going to do this, that, 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 that. You know, even this, they had nothing. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I, and I am, I did vote for Donald Trump in 2020. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I liked about his platform, because I, I'm not a Republican, or I should say I'm not a GOP. Uh, there's a difference between the modern day Republican and the GOP. Uh, I, I'm not GOP. I'm not Newt Gingrich. I'm not George Bush. I'm not Ted Cruz. I'm not these people. But what I did like about Trump was uh, he was not GOP. He was actually, a lot of his policies when it came to fiscal federal spending. Uh, I said, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah. Leave the interest rates low. Yeah. Pass the bill, pass the infrastructure bills, pass the sp spending bill. He didn't do any of that. What are you talking about? The, 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 um, the debt increased by 7 trillion under him. Was, yeah, was, that's what I'm saying. I supported he, that. He, I support he, that. What, to, to make America owe $7 trillion in debt? He didn't do nothing? Yeah. That, okay, that, that's what I'm saying. I support federal. I'm, I'm fiscally so. So most Republicans are saying, "Oh, cut the spending, cut the debt. You know, cut this program, cut that program." And Trump was the first. He was the first Republican who came right. in and 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 said, "No, I'm not going to do that. I am going to increase the debt." He didn't say that, but he did increase the debt. And I, the only thing he did in his four years that is tangible that I could he gave a tax cut. Tax cut. Uh, that's the only thing he did. He didn't do nothing socially. He didn't deliver for those people in his rallies. He didn't do anything in the social. Uh, in the, uh, he deregulated some uh, stuff. But he never delivered for those people. That, that he's supposed to be a populist. He's a fake populist, like just like Marty. He, he was selling them on dark whistles. Uh, 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 like your, your friend Marty. See, I got to compare him together. because uh. You know what happened? It, it's like a, a, a perfect storm. You had Marty in India. You had Trump in the United States. You had that guy was uh, in Venezuela, was it Venezuela, and you have that guy in Hungary. So all these populists came at one time. You understand? But let's stay on Trump. 
Trump, uh, you say infrastructure. You know, we, we had infrastructure week every week. He never, he, he never did anything. Well, he did pass several spending bills within the United States that yeah. created that created more jobs, that created, um, that brought back jobs. You know, a lot of the problems with Obama was he, I don't want to say that he outsourced, but he uh, shifted jobs or transferred jobs overseas to places like Mexico, it's Germany, not, China. And it's so... Not, it's not Obama. It's the NAFTA. It's the Republicans and Bill Clinton who passed NAFTA and screwed the whole Midwest and turned the Midwest into a rust. Factories closed, people on opiate, drunk, alcoholism, and disease because they took all their jobs, all of them, and sent them to China and Mexico. The problem started in NAFTA. You know, the national, what's called the, the North American? North American Free yeah. Trade Agreement. And now, and uh, now, that was, now, now was all for free trade. I'm all for free trade if you know how to negotiate. If you're getting a good deal in trade, but if you're not getting a good deal in the trade, then yeah, it's time to it's time to renegotiate it. Yeah, but if he destroyed the whole Midwest, that was not a good deal at that time. So Obama had nothing to do. With it. Obama was an optic president. He just wanted to stay in front of the camera. It's like the first black family that moves into the white neighborhood. They want to look good. They don't want to. Upset. I'm serious. They don't want to upset the the the. With like, he had to. He he tried to please them. He was doing more. Uh, Obama, the only thing I don't like about he's carrying a hit list on his pocket for the drones. I mean, he, he never did anything. He was just an optic president. He gives good speeches. He makes you feel good. You clap your hand. You go to sleep. Oh, he that was a good speech, but he never delivered. Obama was probably a moderate Republican, if you want to call it. What I'm saying is that um, you can't blame Obama. Donald Trump, what Donald Trump did is he brought out the, the forgotten people. Those forgotten people were the people that lost their jobs in the 90s and 2000s in the Midwest, Ohio, um, Detroit, Detroit, all these areas, factories closed where people were proud. They used to make things with their hands. And these people just wasted away. They didn't vote no more. Nobody counted them. As soon as he started dog whistling a little bit here and there and he started telling them, uh, he bought them out. They had a, uh, they had a, they're like, oh, there's somebody talking like me. This guy's talking like me. You know, he curses like me. He talks like me. This is me. I see myself in this guy. But he never delivered. Four years of scandal after scandal. All his cabinet picks were all resigning left and right. They were all corrupt. It's like, you know, it was like uh, he was like the shit and the flies that stay around. The, you know, I don't know. When I was in my country, we had no bathroom. We used to shit outside. And the flies would go. Where were you from? I'm from Yemen. I came as a child here. Okay. Yeah, I came. I was like six, seven years old. But uh, I'm very good at world history, uh, politics. I know your Indian politics like back of my hand in India. But I, what I'm trying to say here, Trump never delivered. So those people that came to the, those rallies, they never got anything. What look, I, I, I can't. I can't speak for them. I do know the numbers. If you just look at the unemployment numbers, if you look at. Uh, people were saying, oh, you know, this is going to be the inflation president. And we saw very, very minimal inflation under Trump compared to what we're seeing right now. I know, uh, you see that. I, I'm going to defend the Biden against you. Yes, we do have inflation, but we have the lowest, the lowest uh, uh, unemployment in history, the most jobs in history since uh, Reagan, they said. Um, he said, uh, new morning in America. So we could, you know, we could, Trump... It's very, very different because because um, Biden came in during a time when people were already sitting out on the sidelines and when job openings were at an all time high, largely because of the pandemic. Right. So any I mean, you can put 
you can put your, your dog as president and he would have created more jobs. In fact, there's still, there's still like last I checked, there's still over 11 million jobs that are unfilled in, in the United States. So the numbers are only going to, the numbers are going to look good for them to promote, but it, but anybody who can dig deeper into the numbers knows, hey, this is pandemic, you know, I know, I know waiters you know. and waitresses and, you know. I know your number guy. There's a lot of resignation. They call it the great resignation. People are not, you know, they 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 quitting their job because they want something better. Okay, um, which I agree with. My uh, podcast is all about that. Well, people found out they they're worth more when they stood home for a year. They saw that their their family, this and that, their family life. They had that. Uh, what's that? The unemployment checks. They save money because you know the United States is all about spending it. The whole the the whole thing is about getting the money out of your pocket. Baseball game, basketball, go out bowling, everything. People didn't do that for a whole year. The bank accounts were full. You, you, you didn't get to spend your money. If you go to a restaurant, there's no restaurant. You understand what I'm saying? So people yep. saw that they're valuing themselves. See, COVID-19, I know you're a number guy. COVID-19 is going to change the way business are, the way people work, the people. You're not going to have those large office uh, settings of 10,000 people going to a building. People are going to work from their farms, from their bathroom, from their living room, from the stuff. Because you don't need people to show up no more. That was proven, right? You understand? You're absolutely right. And I talk about this yeah. in in depth um, uh, on my show, The Work From Home Show, on my podcast. Yeah. And it is uh, all about, you know, how – look, politi- I actually stress, I say, don't depend on Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Joe Biden oh. or Kamala oh. Harris whoever it is, no matter who's president, the United States is a great country. We're not Cuba. I, I went to Cuba four or five years ago when, yeah. when Americans were allowed to go. If you have the next idea to become an Apple, for example, yeah. if you want to become the next Apple, yeah. um, then you do that in Cuba, you start the next Apple, the government comes right in, they take it away from you yeah. and then they shut it down. That's the end. You do that in the United States, you see what happened to Steve Jobs. You see how Apple is doing now. Yeah, you know, you know, he's an Arab, right? Yeah, I know that he's ha- he's half, right? Yeah, he's, he's Syrian. It shows you how you know immigrants really do. You see, you're right about that because in my country, when people like uh, who had money here, they go back. The government want to be partners, like people in the government, like the ministers. If you if you want to start like a milk factory, you can, listen. It's like the mafia. You want that? We got to get twenty percent. Uh, you know. Uh, stock in your company i understand that united states is the is the the haven for capitalism okay let, let's and also this, even if we have biden or obama one thing i don't agree with on about the right no matter if no matter who the democrat is they just automatically label you as a communist which is yeah. not true if you actually study real communism or yeah, Marxism, yeah. um it, it it's not you know like biden is not a communist i hate, hate no, no, no. All the, the right-wing people out there <laughs> The only people claiming they're communists is the little kids on YouTube. You see those debaters on YouTube. Oh, I'm a Marxist. I'm a communist. They don't know. I live under communism. It's fucking worse than you don't want. That's like hell. You understand? You don't have nothing. You understand? You disappear in the middle of the night. You can't ask where you went no more. Okay. Let's move on now. Okay. So uh, you said, uh, uh, let's go to the COVID-19. Uh, uh, um, we got to be careful now when we talk. It's unbelievable that we got to talk like that in the United States these days. COVID-19 came. Donald Trump did a good, good job. He did that. What do you call that thing? The rap? What do you call that? The, the operation speed? Operation rap. warp speed. Warp speed. He got the damn vaccines 
that he forgot to take credit for them. Instead of uh, telling people to put on a mask and doing that, he thought, oh, don't wear a mask. It's like he was advocating for the disease while everybody was scared to hell. I stood in my house one year and I have any leave because I have an immune system issues. I was scared to leave the house. And I, and I still got it anyway. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm boosted and all that stuff. I am but, too. Yeah, but the problem with Trump, he, this is good. You just saved tens of millions of lives with that thing. And you're not taking credit for it. You're like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? He's a self individual. Uh, <laughs> well, here's here's where I, I disagree because he has been taking credit for it. He has been doing a media tour saying, no, no. well, even even last year in 2021, after yeah. he left office, he, he said several times, the problem is the mainstream news media, they, didn't, they, they stopped covering Trump. Uh, for for a long period of time, they canceled his Twitter accounts. They canceled his Facebook, his Instagram, everything, and yeah. and then CNN and MSNBC and even Fox, they just stopped covering him altogether. And then they realized, hey, our ratings are way yeah. down. And they only recently started covering him again. But if you go back and you read some of these interviews, it's hard to find any media of him now because everything's been deleted. Um, so, so if you go back and read some of these things or watch some of these videos he's been touting he said he calls it the trump the trump shot he got yeah. the trump vaccine he saved millions and millions of lives operation warp speed was under him it was yeah. a great government program that he helped negotiate with all the big pharma companies uh and when he runs again because he is going to run again uh, when he runs again he needs to absolutely pump that up as one of his biggest accomplishments and i think the fact that fewer people died that first year in 2020 from COVID without a vaccine, then that second year in 2021 with the vaccine just kind of showed. Uh, and that strain was, that original Wuhan strain was yeah, tough. Yeah. I mean, that was tough. Uh, that just goes to show, look, I don't want to give him all the credit in the world because to me, COVID goes beyond politics. It, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an individualist. I'm, I'm, I'm on the right when it comes to freedom and liberty. And I believe that yeah, I am yeah. responsible for my own health. And yeah. everybody else is responsible for their own health also. But look, talking about the politics of it, you just yeah. look at the numbers. I thought he did a great job. And it was tough. He was put in a very tough spot. I don't think he did a good job handling the PR side of things. Yeah. I would have done things differently for sure. And that's what ended up losing him the election. Um, yeah. He could have, like, I, if I was him, I would have literally just given, I would have, because I'm a businessman. I outsource a lot. I, I hire people to do my work. Yeah, so yeah. if I were him, I would have just said, hey, Pence, you're in charge of the, which yeah. he was, you're in charge of the coronavirus task force. Yeah. You're going to do these daily, uh, these daily press briefings and you and Fauci together are going to do them because yeah, yeah. Pence is more diplomatic. He's very politically correct. And yeah, more smarter. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He gets up on, one time. He gets up on the stage. He has the the Secretary of Defense, all the big. Huh? He goes, you know what? I'm number one on Facebook. I mean, do you, really, uh, you remember that time? I have it. I saved it. You know, do we really want to know if you're number one on Facebook, Donald Trump? We're scared of hell. I'm scared. Huh? The problem with Donald Trump is he was suffering. He he's to uh, self inflict himself with wounds that he didn't need to. If he had just moved a little bit toward the center, just a little bit, just an inch, and said, "I'm the president of everybody," instead of demonizing, he would have been president. Maybe he had 150 million. Uh, Maybe we don't know. I mean, when he when he came out in 2015 and started saying all the divisive yeah. stuff, it it really hit a lot of people for better or for worse, and he got yeah. a ton of support uh, because of that. But this time around, look, when he runs again, I, I think he's going to win. Um, to I, the chagrin I of 
many people. I don't think he's going to run again. I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead, finish. I, I, look, I, I, right now the, the signs are pointing to it. I am concerned about his health. I think the only reason why he wouldn't run would be because of his health or because of some kind of financial reason. He's starting this company and, yeah. you know, maybe it, it takes off. Who knows what, what it is? I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. Both parties have agreed that they don't want him. The, the Republican parties are scared of him. They're going to tag him with a with a felony, but he's not going to go to jail or a violation that he cannot hold a federal office no more. They're going to do that to him. First, he's going to serve to a purpose. The Democrats doesn't have to face him no more uh, as a, uh, to run for the presidency. And the Republicans don't have to be scared of him all the time. You know? <laughs> That's what they're doing to him. They're slowly, slowly doing it. They can't do it right now because they don't want to anger his base. So when you do something slow and slow, people get used to it, but they don't notice it. See, right now they're having this week about uh, his uh, accounting firm. Say, oh, the last 10 years, we don't know what the fuck he was doing, man. We don't believe the shit he was talking about. They're going to get him. They're gonna tell I, him. I agree with you. I, I do agree with you because I, I, I think another four years of Donald Trump, no matter how much I might support him, or yes, his poli- I, I didn't get to finish about some of his other policies, but we can save that for later. Um, he's got uh, some unfinished business. But another four years, man, it's just a, a big part of being president is the PR. Like you brought up Obama and and how, you know, nice family and they get up and smile and give these speeches. That's a big part. The PR side is a big part of being president. Optic, yeah. Yeah. And and in the case of Trump, we're just going to see more and more divisiveness within the United yeah. States worldwide. And so I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a reason why my governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis, why he hasn't said, oh, I'm not going to run for president. He, he's remained completely mucked because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there yeah. is a bit of a... Yeah, they are slowly eroding uh, Trump's popularity and influence. They're slowly doing it because they can't do it right away. Even the Republicans, they're scared of him. But slowly, they're going to do it. You know, Al Capone, they can get him with anything, only with his taxes. With him. They're going to get him. They, New York is going to tag him with, with, with a violation of some... They're not going to put him in jail because we don't put presidents in jail. That's out of the line. But they're going to tag him with something that's going to cost him that he can't run for federal office no more. You understand? That's going to be huge news. I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to seeing that. Yeah, I mean, they, that's going to be like the news of the decade. <laughs> see what they, no, they, they slowly do it. They, they slowly uh, uh, messing up his finances. You see, he wants to sell the hotel in Washington, right? So all of a sudden they say he lied because of his uh, uh, accounting, uh, accounting with all lies for the last 10 years. So the, the lease, he violated the lease because he got it under false pretense. Now they could cancel it. What does that mean? That means he can't sell his hotel in Washington, D.C. They're going to destroy him. Trust me, they're going to destroy him financially and politically in the end. Look, I, I think they tried to do that even in 2015. Well, really 2016. I think they tried to yeah, do that. They tried to do that during his presidency. And and now I just wonder, he's so big. He I mean, he can literally he doesn't have to do anything and he's gonna win the, the Republican ticket. And no, people no, yeah. are gonna be so afraid to run against him. So uh we'll see because it is him versus what he called the swamp. Look, the swamp it wasn't the Democratic Party, the swamp was the GOP as well. So and he became part of it. Huh? He he he, he joined the, the the swamp. He didn't he didn't clean it. Well, look, if he runs this time around and 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 shows that he's not a part of the swamp and that he yeah. is going to drain the swamp, for, for, which is what I when he was running, I, I didn't I didn't vote for him in 2016. I didn't vote at all in 2016. Yeah. But I said, look, that's that's my type of politician. He, he's not a politician. He's not a part of the swamp. He's going to drain it. That's what I want. I want him to bring in his own people. I don't want the same old 
you know, the same old people who were under George Bush and under Ronald Reagan. And no, I don't, I don't want the same old people. I want something new. I want some new life, new blood, new ideas, the business background, the entertainment, the shock value, the enter, uh, the, you get what I'm saying. So I understand. Um, Trump is a New Yorker. That's the biggest swamp you have. I know Trump. I grew up in, in, in New York. He, I, I could tell him he's lying if he's telling the truth because New Yorkers have this thing about each other. We know when we're trying to fucking screw somebody out of their money. Yeah. Trump, uh, Trump is a salesperson. He, he, yes. you know, he was in real estate. Oh, this is the best apartment. There's 10 people waiting for it, but I want to give it to you. I'm a sales guy too. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's been doing all his life. That's why he always exaggerated as a politician. They say, oh, he's lying. But that's who he is. That's who he is. Yeah, yeah. That's who he is. That's, that's how he made the his money. The best salespeople I know I'm are over, like that. I'm over, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, overdoing things. Oh, listen, there's 10 Saudi Arabian royal family trying to buy this. 10 million better. You know, I'll give it to you for nine. Listen, because, you know, I don't like those Saudis. He'll say that. The unscientist saw that, 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 that. Unit, whatever he's selling. This is who he is. But in the end, I'm telling you, he almost overthrew the democracy. He single-handedly the biggest idiot in the United States. I'm calling him an idiot. Sorry, don't get upset. Because I know who Trump is. I'm a New Yorker like him. He managed first to become president. <laughs> it's like you know, you know what his presidency. You know when you go to a casino and you play those uh, uh, those uh, nickel uh, jackpot machine, and then you hit uh, the big jackpot. jackpot that's what he did. He didn't know he was going to win the president. I, no, I disagree with that because yeah. if we go back, it's, so if, if you look at the history of Donald Trump and his yeah. entry into politics, so he was supposed to run in 1988. He was supposed, he did run in 2000 as an independent. As an independent. And he was supposed to run in 2012. And in 1988, the polls, again, this is just, there was no internet yeah. back then. But this is what many polls came out with. They said, hey, look, if this guy runs, uh, against George H.W. Bush, um, he's got a chance at, at, at beating him. He He's like number two right behind him. And then in 2012, he was number one in the polls for the... That was a horrible Republican uh, okay. ticket yeah. that they had. But he was number one in the polls, but he never ran. He, he never even said he wanted to run. And he was still polling at number one. And in 2016... Um, it, it was again, looking like a disaster for the Republicans because they had what, like 20 something people running and nobody knew, uh, Bush because of his last name was supposed to be the leader. And he just completely, yeah. he shit the bed in the debates. The first debate, he shit the bed. And I knew right then and there, I said, this guy, Trump is going to end up winning because he stole the show and he's going to continue hey, to steal the show. You ever heard it say the perfect storm? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is what happened. Trump came at the right time. People were dissatisfied. He and and that, was, that was on purpose. That's yeah, why he didn't run in 2012. He came, he came at the right time, and yeah. he, he just jumped on the – and everybody just wanted to start something new. You understand? A new flavor, a new sort of flavor. That's all that is. This guy talks like us. He curses. He's one of us. People in the living room, they talk. This is us. He, talk, he curses. Exactly. Yeah, he insults people. This is us. It's and, us. <laughs> That's why he got elected. Anyway, you said you had grievances with the COVID-19. Well, the COVID-19 was a contagious disease. And people do have an issue with their health. I mean, your health is your health. But when you affect other people, it's no longer your your, your choice because you are a walking... Uh, uh, I don't uh, agree. I don't agree with that. Let's say in the beginning, when, that, when the original COVID-19 it was very vicious, right? I got the Omicron. It's a pussy. Uh, <laughs> I think I got it. I I don't even know that. Everybody got it. My whole family. 
they came to visit for, for Christmas. Out of the 14, we all 12 of us got it. We only took two two guys to get tested. They said positive. We know we had it. It took three days. We got rid of it. But let's say when the beginning, I, I, I'm, I'm immune compromised. I have a, a poor immune system because, you know, okay, you are a healthy person, young and vibrant. Yeah, maybe you can handle it if you get it. But if you, if I'm me and you in the same room, do you have the right to go into the same room I am where you could actually kill me? So here's what I have to say about that. And I love having this debate. Because I, I because look, if you're immunocompromised, yeah, you should be concerned about anything. Every flu season, every anything that's contagious, you should right. be concerned. And this is not this is not isolated to COVID. And yeah. and because look, I have it, it appears that my grandfather passed from COVID. Yeah. We don't know because one doctor said, Oh, he has COVID and he wrote it down as COVID. Another guy said, Oh, he just old age. He, he passed. He was 93 years old. He was in diapers. There was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of- yeah, that's a okay. goner. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm saying is um, if you're immuno, because people say, oh, you don't care about your grand, your grandmother or your grandfather or the cancer patients or all these people. And I'm saying, no, I absolutely do care about them, but they need to live their lives the way that they were living it before COVID, which is they were very careful before. My, one of my best friends got cancer and I couldn't even go visit him. I didn't have any sickness or anything. They were like, Sorry, he's not taking any visitors for the next two months because he's going through chemo and all these other things. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I, I say, look, that's a personal choice. And I even know immunocompromised people who are like, oh, fuck this. This is a fake virus. I'm just going to go yeah. out and live my life. And the way I see that is, look, that's not very smart, but it's your life. It's your choice. You bear that risk. OK, you go ahead and bear that risk. Um, that's how I feel about it. And 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 the the numbers showed with that original Wuhan strain. Under 60 years old, not immunocompromised, so healthy under 60 years old, the death rate was zero. Not 0.1, not 0.01, zero. Hospitalizations, close to 0.0000, going close to zero. Um, And and then once the vaccine came out, uh, it looks like the virus got stronger, uh, maybe because of the vaccines, and it just found a way to get stronger. And Delta was a huge, I mean, it was a huge killer. And, And if you weren't vaccinated, if you were immunocompromised and not vaccinated, there is a high possibility that you would have died if you got Delta. I, I, I read something that was like over 75% chance that you would die if you yeah. were compromised or above a certain age and you were unvaccinated. Yeah, uh, people say uh, the flu. Yeah, the flu. 60,000 Americans die a year from, the flu. They, from 40 to 60,000. Uh, and I had infections because, you know, all my life it's okay. What I'm trying to say here, uh, yesterday, right now, I was looking at the, how many people died. It's not I wasn't paying attention to you. I was looking at the latest yeah. system. Uh, 2,200 people died, 2,800 oh. the day before, 2,700 the day before that. And we yeah. don't have the other evil uh, uh, uh So people are still dying. So when you have almost a million Americans dying, you get scared. I mean, you got, you got to have some control. And the whole idea is they don't want to. I'll tell you why I don't get scared. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you why I don't get scared. Because we have this miracle vaccine. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you get vaccinated and you get boosted yeah. and you still get like you called the pussy virus. Yeah. That's what it is. Even yeah. if you're immunocompromised, yeah. it, 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 is, it has such strong protection. Okay. So that's why it's a good, I'm not saying, I'm not a mandate. I'm not saying, oh, you must go get vaccinated or else you're the worst human being in the world. Look, I get it. And, and oh, there yeah. are reasons where I think you shouldn't get vaccinated. For example, I don't think it's scientifically, pro- I've looked at the data, I've looked at the stats and I don't think it's scientifically proven to vaccinate 
children under the age of 16. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's weird. Yeah, I, I 100% mean you on that. Especially though, boys, because for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. boys yeah. are suffering more with the vaccine than than the J and J vaccine. Women are young women are suffering more with that. But yeah, with, yeah. I, I think they discontinued it, right? It's discontinued. They stopped taking it. Of course, I don't know. I don't know what's going because that's the one I got and that's the one I like because it's not mRNA. And yeah, uh, they, they, they stopped taking. They stopped it. They, they, yeah. it, it, it looks like it has a timetable because it usually go. It doesn't stay strong like the original. Like you know when you have chicken pox and stuff like it's for life. Smallpox, you get the vaccine, you have it for life. But it looks like these they, they just uh, weather away or drop off after six, seven months, eight months. Well, they need to. First off, it, it was shown that the vaccine was not as effective. So it was ninety five percent effective against that original Wuhan strain. With Delta, yeah. they say that the effectiveness of mRNA vaccines yeah. dropped to seventy percent or so. And it's with Omicron, which is still very good, and with Omicron, it dropped even more. So yeah. it's time that they come out, and, and Big Pharma already came out. Moderna CEO, this guy Borla with Pfizer, they already came out and said we're we're working on uh, new vaccines for whatever you know. COVID is going to be here forever, so we're going to have this new vaccine. Some of them want to combine the flu shot with the COVID shots. So yeah, you yeah. don't have to keep going to the pharmacy and getting these shots. Um, so this is permanent. The, 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 these vaccines are permanent, but like you said, hopefully. Uh, COVID just becomes like it. What look, coronavirus has been yeah. around. It human to human coronavirus has been around for decades and decades since the nineteen sixties, and very likely even before that, it just wasn't discovered. So yeah. it's going to be around for a very long time. And I personally, I don't like putting things on my body. But when it came to Delta variant and COVID, I said, look, I, I'm stay at home dad. Also, I can't afford yeah. to take two weeks off from being a dad and my work and all that other stuff. I can't afford it. So let me take the vaccine. These, you know, where you are, Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving, uh, Brooklyn, maybe I'm yeah. just a greedy guy. Maybe I'm yeah. really greedy, but I'm like, dude, you're turning down 16 to $18 million just because you don't want to get this J and J vaccine. Yeah. Like yeah. again, well, that's your choice, but maybe I'm just too greedy for money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. So, um, so the country is divided. We agreed on that. Right. So, uh, which, how do we bring this country together? How, how do we heal uh, the wounds here? I hate to say it, but uh, number one, I do think that we need somebody other than Donald Trump. Um, I, I think we need a candidate who who is charismatic, who is like an Obama, and who's from the Republican Party. Yeah, um, I, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you got the, you got the smartest people, the idiots: Ted Cruz, Ivy League education, stupid. Uh, Josh Hawley, Ivy League education. Stupid. See, the problem with with a guy like Ted Cruz is I, I don't see somebody like him ever becoming elected president because because what? It looks evil. I, I don't know. I just uh, when I look at well, him, it's I get, not even just looking. Evil. It, it's it's just like you said. You brought up Trump, right? You're like, oh, he this guy's just like me. He cusses uh, like me. He acts like me. He talks like me. Ted Cruz does not talk like that. He does not no. act like that at, yeah, at all. Yeah. And and that's why I don't see people. Voting it's, for him. It's a facade. You can see through him when he talks. He tried to act and you know, with all this, you know. But that's GOP for you. That's the problem with the GOP. Yeah. That's why many people thought when uh, 2008, when the best they could do was John McCain in 2012, the best they could do was Mitt Romney. Many people thought this is the end of the GOP. There's never going to be another Republican president because they just can't relate to middle America. They can't relate to that average, to people of color. I mean, that's one another big thing that I liked about Trump. He, he, he made an effort to reach out to people of color and the numbers prove it. The voting numbers amongst African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, Indian Americans, even Asian Americans in the, in the peak during the peak of COVID 
no GOP was getting those types of maybe among with the Hispanics because um, they tend to vote uh, Republican in, in, in larger numbers. But amongst those other races, that, that was not happening with the GOP. If you go, if you come to my community, the Muslim community, we're pro-life. We don't like this uh, culture wars. You know, we are conservative. We, we want our kids to have good education without without any. Same with my community. Everything you said. Same with my community. But the, where is the Republican Party? They're not there. They, they're not recruiting nobody. Where the fuck? Are, excuse my language. We're because, here because we're historically, here. historically, historically, huh? you just needed to get. If you got the white vote, the you know, working, educated white people vote. That's all you needed to win. But but now you can't win. Mitt Romney showed you can't win by getting that vote. John McCain showed you can't win by... You have to reach out to those people who you said, those people who live out in the boonies, who lost their jobs, yeah. who aren't as educated. They sat on the sideline. They didn't vote for decades, many of those people. They never voted in their lives. They were forgotten for a long time. We didn't even know they exist. Even yeah. black, if you go to on Sunday, you see the churches in, in Brooklyn and Long Island full of black people. Black people are religious people, believe it or not. They are very conservative people. They are. Hispanics. You see those churches on Sunday full in the street. But the problem is, it's like... Um, the Republican Party has an army, but they don't want to recruit any soldiers. You understand what I'm saying? They don't want these kind of soldiers. So they're riding the train of white grievances. They're coming for you. The demographics are changing. They hate you. They want to take your privileges. All these are, they sell them lies. CRT, I mean, really, uh, really hard and really. The Tea Party movement, really. The contract, with America, the contract with America, really. They sell them bullshit every, every cycle. They find some stupid shit to do, and they just sell it to them. And the poor whites go to the poll and vote against their interests, go back home and collect Social Security and, and Medicare, whatever. And but I think they very similar things about the Democrats, <laughs> about the Democrats selling lies and lying to yeah, them. Have, uh, I, I, and look, I, it's politics. At the, you, you brought up Modi. Modi sold a bunch of lies. Look, everybody's selling. At the end of the day, it's politics. And, yeah, and I've always Modi, believed. Modi, Modi's selling dangerous. Modi is going to destroy uh, India. You're going to see it. You, you guys are know, headed. He's a very pro-business president. Very, you guys are headed. Great for India, the economy. India is slowly heading toward the genocide. You're going to see. If they don't wake up, he's going to destroy. He's going to blow up his own country. India needs to be united as one. No matter what, everybody should belong to the family of India. India is a country that sh- is an umbrella that should encompass everybody. You have a, you have the brains. You proved it. You guys are running uh, Silicon Valley. You guys uh, have everything that is in need to, to have a great nation. But when you go to New Delhi and you have people sharing the street, that's yeah, come on, man. They, they're defecating in the street. I mean, what, what are you doing? And you, and, you be, and you busy chasing Muslims? You better take care of the people first. Then you could chase the Muslim out of India. Yeah, you understand. Well, the way I see it is, the, those the, he's a ruler of the majority, and he won by such a big landslide that yeah, he, is, he, he is doing what those people want, and and that's why they elected him in the first place. Look, prejudice is huge in India. People, it, I, I find it funny when I see Indians talking about BLM and all this stuff, and I, I personally, I've yeah. never, I've never Not been a victim of racism. I've Asian. never. Within my own community is the only prejudice that I have faced in my life. Within my own country, my own religion, that's the only prejudice I've faced in my life. Where? In America. In the United States? Yeah, in the United States, within my own people. Oh, you face racism? Within my own people. Uh, I said prejudice, which is different from, from racism. I mean, I don't know what, what caste are you. I mean, I don't know. What, you know I don't oh, know I'm high. I'm, 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 I'm the highest caste, right? I'm, yeah. I'm a Brahmin caste. But it's not that. It wasn't that. It's uh, 
it's you know you're not you brought up being a doc you're not a doctor you're not from this part because india is made up of unlike the united states right we have we have fit let's say 48 or 49 mainland states that are very similar we speak yeah. english similar interests in india india has close to 30 different states and each state is completely it's like a different country every state yeah, is yeah. like a different country you have people worshiping mice man i saw them i mean you have you know what i'm saying india is this mosaic of different languages culture people it's like it's like a different it's like a different planet it's and even bringing up religion you said you have people worshiping mice you know in in yeah. one in one state you can be worshiping a mouse in another yeah. state you your main God can be a, a, an elephant in another state. Your main God can be, you know, some other God or a goddess. It, it, it's so different. And so that leads to more prejudice within Indians. Themselves. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Mahdi is playing with fire. Trust me. Mahdi is playing with fire. I know you guys like the words. Nasser, you know, of Egypt, he said, we're going to put the Jews to the, uh, to, the, to the Red Sea. The Jews do not belong in Palestine. And we go, ah, and two, three wars, they come, boom, bomb the whole country, and we start all over. Nationalism doesn't sell you anything. Germany, we are the chosen people. We are the white race. We will rule for a thousand years. Fucking destroy the whole country. Thank God they, they rebuilt it with the Marshall Plan. But you have to look at the economy. Modi is very good for the economy. He's very pro-entrepreneurship, which was never a thing. In India, you're born... You become an engineer, not even a doctor. You you go to engineering school. That's your only yeah, choice. There's no startup, no business, no nothing. That's all nonsense. That's and what Modi's done is he's come in and he has made he has made it an initiative, a priority to yeah, spur yeah. entrepreneurship, to encourage the young kids, the college kids, and say, hey, you don't have to go, just go to engineering school. You can start this business. You can work in technology. We're doing all these great things with the United States. They're outsourcing a lot of their stuff here to, to us. There's so many opportunities. And I, I think that's what's different between the other countries you mentioned, because Germany was in a complete hellhole. Post-World War I, they had they were in a, such a yeah, terrible yeah. economic situation. Germany, um, Germany was humiliated with the, with the treaty after World War I. The, the, yeah. the French used to come and take the fucking raw material and payment. That's why they're so upset. Yeah, I mean, I know the history. They were humiliated, but Germans are philosophers. Especially the Jews. Jewish Germans were very good. They were doctors. They were... Uh, I mean, I don't know why we why we destroyed the engine of your country because they're Jewish and they were they want the, the the cream of the crop of German scientists Einstein all those guys I have the, the people who built the jets uh, 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 all Germanies yeah uh, NASA he's a fucking former Nazi he, he saw his face he had a cut in his face because the Nazis used to fight with the with the Clinton. you understand so yeah. let's go, yeah but India you need a leader to glue to glue to, to glue the country because. It's very fragile. India is like a, a you know, like a vase, you know, in a pottery uh, uh, place. If you drop it, you know how hard it is to put those pieces back. You're not gonna get that, you know, because you don't have that, that much in common. So what you got right now, you have to protect and improve on it. You're, the Muslims are not going nowhere. Get that out of your head. The 200 million, they're not gonna go anywhere. And Pakistan is not gonna take them. They're not, <laughs> they're not gonna take it. They're not gonna go away. You have to. You have to be realistic. Now you are heading into, a, 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 you, you see China, your neighbor, is your enemy too. China in the last 10 or 20 years have uplifted 300 million people, almost the population of the United States, out of poverty. They defeated poverty, the Chinese, man. Uh, you, you understand? And, and while you're in India, you're still arguing, oh, I'm Hindu, he's Singh, he's a Muslim. You're, you're arguing silly stuff that you don't need. You are people's brains. You got, like you say, you have engineers, you have doctors, uh, uh, 
There you are people who, who could build, who could build a country better. Mahdi, okay, he's gonna sell you populist, you know, populism. Populism is good. Oh, <laughs> you need something tangible to hold on to. That the day you need something tangible. You need India should be at the forefront of everything right now. You, you, what you I have is you, 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 you become a brain dead. We're taking all the brains to we're exporting all the brains uh, to the other the other countries. The US, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. It, it was not your 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 cost of living or your standard of living in India would yeah. be very low. Whereas that same person, same education, same you come to the US and you're upper middle class with that. We're standard. stealing the brains. It's called brain drain. I don't know what the word yeah. is for it. Well, we're draining India with engineers. These are people, yes, they, they, they're improving their life, but they're coming to improve other countries instead of improving their country. You understand what I'm trying to say here? You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make that point. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I appreciate yeah. that because we have dumb, uh, Americans are dumb at engineering. We don't have no engineers. Yeah, we're dumb. We're dumb. Yeah, IT we're dumb. engineering, we're, we're terrible. Like, even, to, even medicine. When science. I went to college, when I went to college, we were the dumbest in mathematics because I, I consider myself American. Yeah. The kid next to me, he didn't speak English, but once we started talking about mathematics, he's a <laughs> He just light up like a fucking Christmas tree. Next to me. All of a I sudden, because that's his language. I'm like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I do. What happened? You were quiet all that time, but all of a sudden you woke up. What's going on? Because I know. It, you understand. What I'm trying to say is that's why I, I have, a, 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 I'm against Marty. I think Marty, uh, 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 he has a bad record. A lot of people got killed. He used to rule a state, 2,000 people. He incited violence against Muslims in his own state when he used to rule one of those states. Marty. And when I see him, he hugs people. You know, when he goes to world leaders, he starts, I say, Marty, uh, you know, I wrote on Twitter, before you start hugging other people, hug your own people, man. Don't hug the fucking uh, uh, Trump or hug all these leaders every time. <laughs> they call him the hugger, you know, because he always hugs yeah. uh, world leaders. Yeah. I'm saying, before you start hugging other people, hug your own people, man. Don't. Go into that hellhole. You're never going to come out. Those are 200 million people. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. And that I is. Sorry that we spent a lot of time because a lot of uh, Arabs, because, you know, right now we I have a, uh, a YouTube, a Facebook, almost 400,000. Uh, this. So the Arabs, they say, uh, they saw your name and they saw your picture because I told them, they say, ask him about India, ask him about India. Ask him. I say, okay. Uh, I said, I don't know, I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to drag him because the guy is, uh, is more American than I am. He's born in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, he got a cowboy hat on Bobby in his house. What the hell am I going to tell him? But this is, this is the problem. Look, I, I, I'm quickly going to list a few things that Modi did, and then I want to go back to um, yeah. how, how to unite uh yeah, I'll go to the January. So, so Modi, he he lowered taxes. He okay. tried to or he created a standardized flat tax to prevent wealth redistribution. I mean, your standard like right wing, fiscally conservative politician. That's he had a similar true. make in India. So Trump stole it from 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 yeah, Modi. Yeah. Uh, so he had a make in India slogan, which was a uh, India first protectionism. Uh, created a ton of jobs pre pre pandemic pre COVID. You can look at the the numbers. The unemployment figures, of course, went down. Yeah. Um, talking about yeah, he built a wall or he ratified a wall, the India Bangladeshi border wall. Um, yeah. And you guys have a good relation with Bangladesh anyway, so yeah, you, yeah, much better. Yeah, than, you guys, you both hate Pakistan. Uh, same thing. I mean, look, Trump stole a lot of these ideas from from him, and he's even admitted it. He he created what's called the National Register of Citizens, which yeah. cuts, which essentially deports illegal immigrants. You know what uh, that is? Though. They're trying to get rid of the Muslims. That's yeah, yeah. That 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 that's that's what it ended up being. Let's be um, honest. 
<laughs> he, he's the first prime minister really to stand up to Pakistan. I mean, Pakistan is the uh, number one enemy to India, uh, had no problem bombing them, standing up to them. And a lot of Indians love that. What do you bomb? We saw what happened. You guys bombed the forest. The guys, they, they took out your planes. The fucking Pakistan's are good, uh, uh, good uh, flies. When he went out, they bombed the forest, whatever. And he claimed that the clouds, because he's, you know, he's like Trump. They had to shut him up. His, uh, they, had, they had to delete his Twitter account. Uh, and they, listen to me. Um, well, same thing, trade wars with China. I, I believe uh, somebody yeah, who runs in 2024, yeah. somebody who runs in 2024 in the United States, yeah. whoever is is yeah. ready to engage in more trade wars with China and, and take an anti-China anti stance, they're going to win. They're, they're going to win, Democrat or Republican. If the United States wants to defeat uh, China in the future. They got to make uh, India has to be a strong powerhouse economically and, and military in that region. As a as a balance of power in that place, you got you know you got They both and they hate each other, right? So I'm gonna make India strong. Yeah, um, and then the the whole fake news thing. Look, I I, I stopped reading and watching the mainstream news media along because yeah, no, I worked in it. And so that's what I loved about Modi. He started at first, and then Trump. It's standing up and cracking down. Not cracking down, but standing up to the fake news media. But you gotta uh, have issue in the future. They're gonna say human rights and stuff. They're gonna get you with that if you don't take your uh, your your internal issues first. Uh -huh. for, India, for India to be strong and to be uh, accepted worldly and to be a real, real powerhouse, it has to make peace with itself first. Then it could face the world. If it's not at peace with itself, then it is like a person who has ulcers in his stomach. Your body is all working, but your stomach hurts you all day. You know, you have a hole, you know, the acids. That's what the Muslim are. They're going to be they're 200 million out of a billion. But that's your problem. That's your acid in your stomach. If you don't take out that ulcer and heal your stomach and heal the country and make your... India has to be one country strong in order to be accepted internationally. Because if you're going to come into the world arena, they're going to hold you. What are you doing, uh, Mahdi? Anyway, let's go back to Akka. Yeah, well, well, this all ties back into uh, how do we, we unite? How do we unite again? And I, look, I don't know if it's possible because you have for-profit media, for-profit social media, which I already talked about before. They yeah. make money off the division. They want the division. That's how they make the money. But I do think we need um, we need a Republican candidate, not a Democrat, because look, Obama did try to unite people. He, he really honestly did. And I think Joe Biden is kind of trying, not really. I don't, I don't, I don't think Biden really knows what's, going on um and so if somebody like uh you know a desantis or a josh holly like you brought up run yeah. for president you do what you need to do to run for to, to get elected and look i i understand the divisiveness is what josh, josh holly did he burned himself out with the, what the fuck are you doing man I, I like him in the beginning i still like the way he talked he has i this, like him too he's young yeah, he, has this, he has this commanding voice you know, yeah. you know we like strong people you know they talk nicely he has this deep voice president yeah. he is but as soon as uh, he did that on uh, to undermine democracy, and you came out of what? Uh, I think one of the best Ivy colleges. He was a clerk for the Supreme Court. You're not some idiot from uh, from New York. You are a real smart person. You should never have uh, depleted your political uh, asset on January 6th with Trump. You should have shut the fuck up. You're good. Another two, three years, you will have been president. Another four years or eight years, he will have been president. I bet you he will never become president his whole life. That's I don't fixed. know. He's still very young. You never know, man. It's a long. Oh, that's, someone that's said that about Biden forty years ago, and look where he is. <laughs> that fist is going to follow him. It's going to be his stain forever. Because what happened on January six? I know you guys say Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. They're trying to steal pants or sneakers. You know, they're breaking into Nike stores in Manhattan, whatever. We know what they want. Even the police let them do it. You understand? 
But yeah, these people try to overrun the capital of the United States. The whole government of the United States is there. Yeah. 535 members of Congress. But here's the difference, though, with January 6th. I don't support it at all. And that was a huge stain on my side. I was like, what are you idiots doing? You're hurting our side. This is this is not what Republicans do. We lose and we, we just shut up and we vote in two years and vote the people out. That's yeah. and we, you know, work our jobs, create jobs and not be on welfare. That's who we are. And these idiots who did that, it was not an insurrection. They were not trying to overthrow the government. They were in there. They were taking out their cell phones, taking selfies. They had these, you know, uh, Halloween costumes on. It was a complete farce. It was a complete joke. That's what it was. And I'm sorry, but that woman who died. Yeah. She deserved it. She deserved it. Yeah. You can't go into a government building like that, break into it, and expect not to get shot. I'm I'm gonna tell you what happened. That's what I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you my theory, and you think about it now or later, and just tell me what it is. Donald Trump needed needed a a, a major event to happen that day to stop the the certification of the uh, of the ballots. That 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 big event he wanted, he sent those uh, pawns, those poor people, either to get Imagine if the government had really reacted to protect such a vital. There should have been 50, 70 people dead in front of that building. But they, they didn't bite. The government was smart. They said, we know what Trump wants. He wants us to kill these people. Let him go in the building. Let him run around like idiots. We got their pictures. We're going to go pick them up in fucking three, four days. We're going to protect the Congress. They took them all out. So they, there was no, nobody was in danger. There's this idiot running around, sitting on the tables. Howdy, howdy. You know, the idiot. The government did not bite because Trump needed either a massacre. I, I, I'm getting beat back. Trump either needed a massacre of 50, 70 people to be killed or 10, 20 people from Congress to be killed. He could declare a state of emergency. Then the, the, the election will be in limitation. I don't know how you pronounce those words. It's my Arabic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In his head. Because two weeks before, three weeks, he fired the defense, the, the minister, what's that, the defense, the defense minister, well, I don't know, the Secretary of Defense, the Pentagon people, he fired everybody, uh, the justice, why am I getting feedback? Something there, you put some hair there? Okay. Oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and Bill Barr resigned, so the whole government, was, it was nothing but a, a spider web. So he needed an event that day, that day. If there was a National Guard and they really protected such a... They, were, they should have been 70, 80 people dead that day. Because that's... That's the heart of democracy. You have 535 members of Congress and the Vice President of the United States. It was fucking Arabs or Blacks. They were fucking been massacred out there. You understand? They would take them out by six months to clean the blood off the street. But the government got smart. We know what Trump wants. The, the military, the smart people. Don't send the, don't send the National Guard. Let these idiots run around in, in an empty building. What are they going to do? Ruin the fucking paintings? We got cameras. We take their pictures. Now they're picking oh, up. Even the, even it, so, so that Capitol building, it's yeah. uh, Congress. It's the House Speaker who apparently is responsible for, she has her security unit and all that. And, you know, she's supposed to say, okay, we need all these police officers and National right. Guard and Army and this and That's that. And they say, oh, let's just, let's just uh, you know, regular security on this day. They're going to be over 200,000 people on, you know, yeah. a mile away. But don't you think, thank God they didn't have them? Imagine if they had the National Guard and they had killed 50, 70, 100 people to protect that building. Thank God that didn't happen. That that, that was a good thing that they, that happened. Um, that, I know people on the other side who says, where was where was the police? Where was where I was know. the National Guard? Where was the army to protect? To pre- if they, if they like had been, if they had been a natural reaction to protect the vital place, they should have been 70, 80 people dead in front of the, the Capitol building that day. Oh, more. Oh, more. Because that's 
That's like that's like the vital. That's like the you. I told you, yeah. The government is there. The the the, the legislative government there is inside there, and have the 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 executive, the vice president is in there. The government of the United States is in there. You only have the Trump and the Supreme Court uh, who are not there. So naturally, if you were in a third world country, they will fucking clean them up like those the games they have on Twitch. The kids they play. Yeah. So, so you gotta say thank God that the government didn't overreact. This is what's so good about these countries. They didn't overreact. Okay, let it. I know what they did. They said, um, safeguard all the Congress and Congresswomen. They safe. Uh, okay, let them run around. They take their pictures. Now they're picking off from place to place. This guy's getting four years. This guy's getting five years. This guy's getting two years. This guy's crying. Oh, I didn't know. They didn't know. They're really idiots. They, 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 they didn't know what they were doing. It was just a, uh, it was just a thing of the moment. You understand? For, for, for many of them. Many of them probably just probably come to hear the speech. They didn't have no uh, ill intent to do anything. Well, they, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 let me bring it back and, and just... Okay, do, you think that, how, do, you, do you agree with that theory of mine? And he was trying to create a major event that day? If, if uh, it was not smart, what he did that day, the, there were two mistakes that I thought, two major blunders he made in his presidency. I talked about one of them. That was the daily uh, coronavirus press conference briefings where he just yeah. stole the show. Huge mistake. And then number yeah. two, January 6th, just having that event is asking for trouble. Yeah. And it, it, it was so demoralizing as a voter, as just a, someone who's never going to vote Democrat probably ever. It was so demoralizing because now the other side is, is clumping all of us into January 6th. And uh, it, it was, it, it, it's just, I see somebody saying Trump is. Oh yeah. What about the conspiracy that people were planting uh, in the crowd to call? Yeah, there was nobody planted. There were. Well, there were people. I mean, that BLM guy got arrested and he's now in in jail, or and he's being litigated because he was egging on. Oh yeah, let's go, let's go to the Capitol, let's go, and he was taking yeah, pictures yeah. and videos of everything. You know, I'm, I love Trump and all this stuff, and he was a BLM. We, we, we have to use our brain. Not one guy convinced two, three, ten thousand. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. It was, it was a bad idea, but I want to bring this back to, to, to you know, you, you, you're, from, you're not, you're from Duke University. I went to a community college, you know, for poor people, so, you know, my, 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 <laughs> my tuition was $1,300, so you got to think better than me. I'm telling you, that's what was the whole idea. The whole idea was to create a major event of what, it's called false flag, they call it in third world yeah. country. Yep. They want to overthrow the government. They blow up a building, and then they call a state emergency. They close the, the media, and the tanks go to the president palace. They arrest them, and they take over. They do that all the time in third world country. Donald Trump was playing by the rules, but the military was not going to play with that. I think he got a phone call from, from the Pentagon. I think he got a phone call. They say, listen, yo, douchebag, cut the shit out. Get your people out of there. It's not going to be pretty for you at the end, so don't. This is the United States. He had that phone call, and I'm willing to bet my life. He got a phone call from the generals. They don't fuck around. They get they get seven hundred billion dollars every year. They got a lot to lose. <laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> you understand that? He got that phone call. They told him, "Listen, see, that's a douchebag. That's how we talk in New York. They're gonna say, call your people off. Everybody go home. It's gonna get ugly. You're gonna be end up in handcuffs. This is the United States of America. We are not a banana republic." It's not going to work what you're doing right now. Okay, get it? He said, I got it. He went there, called him off. 15 days, he didn't even act as president. He was so depressed inside the White House. He didn't even do shit for the last 15 days. He didn't want to be president at the end. He oh, was he so- didn't. Yeah, they, it was a very quiet presidency. But but uh, I, I've got to run in, in, a, in a minute or two. But- oh, I love having a conversation. You know, I, you know, I like people like you because they, they talk freely. 
I, uh, you know, uh, how many guys? A couple minutes left. Anyway, I want to get a lot. I know you want to uh, to talk about the, the mandates and things like that. But, you know, we're scared of uh, YouTube, you know, and stuff like that. That's what's so scary. That's why I, I hate cancer culture. You know, I, I'm with the progressive on, you know, healthcare, on uh, on education, stuff like that. But this idiotic stuff, cancer culture. Oh, he's a cancer culture. Oh, he did. Shut the fuck up, okay? They should take all the Twitter accounts instead of taking the uh, Donald Trump's Twitter account. They should get all those idiots. Anyway, do you, okay. Do you want to close on something? I'm sorry. Well, well, so yeah, we, we need we need a, a Republican who's going to be a president for right. everybody. So right. do whatever you have to do to get elected. And and look, that, I I give Obama some praise here because he would go to some events and people would call him out and say, "You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You said you would do this. You said you would do that. Right. I'm not going to vote for you." And he would bring them up. He would bring yeah. them up and say, "Look, I know you're upset." And he would have a conversation with them. But it's turned into a situation where. Uh, the president and Congress, they only care about their constituents and they don't care about the others. And the only way we're going to unite again is imagine if Ron DeSantis gets elected or, you know, some Republican gets elected and they say, look, I want to, I want to go to Democrat events. I want people and I want to talk to them and I want to hear their concerns and work on ways. I'm here. Talk to me. I'm waiting for you. I'm I'm here. I'm waiting for you all my life to come and call me. Instead of me having me every fucking day go vote for D D D D across the, the the thing, you're absolutely exactly. right. We do need a president. They used to call it the, the big the the big tent party during the Reagan years, because the whole idea was to bring everybody into this big Republican tent. They need to talk to everybody, bring everybody, and we share the same values. I don't like the culture war. I don't have no issue with the LBGQ community. Uh, you could culture be war is, like I said. You, 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 whatever you want, but don't bring that shit to school. For my, to, to, to school. Leave the kids alone. Let them learn. I'm with that. I'm Republican, probably 89%, or maybe 80%. I, I could get up to 90 if you want. But I don't have, nobody wants to recruit me. But I think you have the right idea. You need a president who say, I'm the president of everybody. Yeah. That's that. That's my solution. And then, really quickly, uh, closing the loop on, on COVID, huh? Why don't you run for something? It, it's politics, man. D- different skill sets. It is. Do you want a, like a local office in Texas? Because you have a large... local office means nothing. I believe you get rich, you become a billionaire like Trump or Bloomberg or one of these guys, yeah. and your, yeah. your road to presidency becomes way easier. Uh, oh, you have to sell your soul to become a career politician. How, how, how old are you? I'm 33. A young kid, I, you know, I'm a little older than you, but I really, you know, I, I appreciate people like you are smart, they're using their brain, they open businesses, they, they are, uh, you know, in, in ingenuity. That's what America is all about, is about, uh, about making things out of nothing, you understand? That's who you are. You are you are what America is. But together... Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And uh, as, as, uh, as I, I sign off, I just want to say, go back to one quick thing about COVID. I, look, just... My, my philosophy, even if you are immunocompromised, get the vaccine, get boosted and move on with yeah. life. Don't don't lock yourself in your house and, and be afraid. I mean, life is all about risk. There are all sorts of risk about risks around us that we don't even know about. OK, and so uh, I can come on some other time to talk more, to share numbers, share statistics. This has been my belief since uh, day yeah. one. Uh, you know, we, we should do one in a month or so, but we're going to just concentrate on India because I really want to go over India. I want to convince you that uh, what's going on there is wrong and it's not good for India as a whole uh, for, for a country to prosper and become a powerhouse that we need and a, and, and a counter uh, balance to the, uh, China. We need you guys. We need you to keep uh, China in check.
Hey, let let's do it. Let let let's yeah. do it. But let's let's have another conversation in, okay. in a few months. What's your, what's your uh, podcast? I could listen to it. Work from home show. Workfromhomeshow.com. We're on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the podcasting platforms. Workfromhomeshow.com. If people want to contact me, they can. There's a contact button on the website. You can just reach out through the contact button and uh, reach out that way. So thank you so much for having me on. It's been it's been I great. Wanna, I love it. I want I want to thank you. I had a good conversation with you. I think you are a real honest person and 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 you're not a rigid person. I, you know, it's it's okay to change your mind when it's something it needs to be changed and it needs to stick to your gun. That's what it's all about. Conversation and dialogue little by little and we got to bring this country together. It's going to be us hopefully. Thank you for coming. Yeah. I enjoyed the conversation and come back again. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.